How's, how's it going? It's good. Yeah, you? Yeah, bare enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of, you know. Very warm today. It is, isn't it? It feels like it might be the start of summer. It's going to be very hot tomorrow. Yeah, and, yeah. It feels like we might have turned the corner with all of the kind of gloomy... Yeah, I'm thinking so. Just yeah. want to go to the beach now. <laughs> should, we, uh, should we get cracking then, do you think? Yeah, one thing, my friend, yeah. Listener, once again, to another edition of Footy from the Foot, the podcast coming to you close to the home of football in San Diego, the Bluefoot neighbourhood, Barrage, in the heart of San Diego's glittering North Park. I'm your co-host, Paul Hutchinson, and I'm joined, as is customary these days, by the miracle of the internet, by the director of football at Bluefoot, Rodney Styles. Happy St. George's Day to you, sir. Happy St. George's Day, Paul. How are you, my friend? Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's, you know, fair enough. I mean, yeah. No one's found the right answer to that question, I don't suppose, at the moment, have they? Oh, I like it. Everybody says, yeah, I'm fine. I'm doing good. But are we, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've got a couple of things I'd like to run by you. About, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> no, all, I'm, I'm fine with the answer you just gave. That's, yeah. Cool. yeah, just leave it at that. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> want to know. I do have my um, 96 Euro shirt uh, in tribute to St. George's Day. <laughs> I remember Southgate missing a penalty in that shirt. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Me too. All right. Well, obviously, there's no games. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll fire up the randomizer again and, and hopefully we'll have some fun discussions. I think, yeah, again, we've been having some good feedback from those. So thank you so much for those people that got in touch with us and uh, saying how they appreciate that we continue to do this throughout the, uh, the lockdown. Yeah, and so we'll do that. We'll also have a look at one of the Mount Rushmore's, and this time it's going to be individual goals. So we'll talk through some of those and, and see what we think is best at that, all of that. Uh, we'll also have some any other business and bits and pieces about uh, what's been going on. So, yeah, if everyone's okay with that, really do want you to get involved. Footy from the foot at gmail.com and at footy from foot on all the social media, including TikTok, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play for all the previous podcasts. Uh, thank you to those that have already rated and reviewed and subscribed. And please tell, uh, if you are so inclined, anybody that you think might benefit from uh, us rambling on like this, we'll get cracking. Uh, so have you done anything kind of um, fun football-related uh, this week at all? Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, good, good. We, we actually started, me and my wife started watching Maradona in Mexico on Netflix, where we just finished episode four. As right. the uh, playoff championship final game goes into overtime. Yeah, so the time, don't say anything, no spoilers to the wife. <laughs> it's, um, it's hard viewing, actually. I like Maradona, man. He's got no knees. He's just stumbling around the place. It's kind of a sad watch, actually. Right. And I feel for the guy as well. You know, you, you realize that he was such a young sort of player, tried to get into the World Cup squad in 78 at 17. I think he appeared in the 82 World Cup, got sent off against Brazil. And the whole media thing with him going to Barcelona, then Napoli, blah, blah, blah. You can just see it's just short. And <laughs> it's, it's pushed him down like a pancake, basically, and ruined him. And yeah. he's always got people around him telling him he's wonderful and everything. And I feel for the guy. He believes most of it. Yeah, so. yeah it's, it's, it's a sad watch, actually. He gets sent off a couple of times in this in the playoffs and stuff, and he can't go to the next game because he's in the stands. And yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a circus, to be fair, but um, yeah, I'm watching. So I'm only doing one episode a day, so I can really 
savour it and um, wonderful viewing at the same time. Yourself? Um, well, Bolt Wanderers website, they showed a rerun of the League Cup semi-final first leg from 2004 where we beat Aston Villa 5-2. Um, <laughs> that's a special game for me. First of all, JJ Okocha scores the greatest ever free kick. Mm-hmm. And uh, an <laughs> undeniable fact that that is the best ever free kick. And I watched that game in uh, Australia, in Hamilton Island, um, just off the oh. east coast of, uh, of Australia. I had to wake up at something like four or five o'clock in the morning to watch this game. And... I remember sort of like stifling my, because I had there was other people in in the, the apartment and everything we were staying at, and I remember sort of stifling my first two goals. But when the third goal went in, I was I like screamed the place down. And <laughs> I remember <laughs> Rob saying, "Can you shut up?" <laughs> <laughs> Five two, and we we went on to the final. We lost in the second leg, I think two nil. So it was close, but yeah, uh, yeah, and then we lost in the final. So, but oh well. So that, yeah, that's what I've been uh, looking into. Yeah, uh, I've also been watching and following the shit show at Tottenham, where um, I think Suzuku and Aurier now have been training together. Yeah, we seem to be doing really well in this uh, quarantine. Yeah, you're not exactly winning the PR battle, are you, during all this? Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you'd think the lesson had been learned the first time around when, I think, was it Jose was doing training in a park somewhere or something? But, yeah, um, with, um, well, he turned up at Endembele's house and said, come on, let's go for a run. I mean... <laughs> And then he turned up at Deli Ali's house. I don't know if you heard this one. To wish him happy birthday. Shout over the fence. Dear, oh dear. Yeah. He's lost his marbles. I don't know. It's, um... Yeah. And then so we, he... did win a, we did win an award today, Tottenham. I saw this. Yeah, go on. To go with the pancake world records we hold. Cup runneth over. What, what, what was it? We've now been voted the uh, best stadium in the world, apparently. Sports stadium. So, um, yeah, that trophy cabinet's filling up. Don't forget the Audi Trophy as well that we won pre-season. Yeah, I, 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 I dare not forget that. The treble has been done. <laughs> What's Audi, the, if you can think of a more miserable triple uh, treble of uh, trophies, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, miserable. If you're a Spurs fan, hilarious. If you're um, anybody else, <laughs> yeah. A couple of things I've bumped up against this week. Today is also the anniversary of City beating Bolton in the. Uh, 1904 um, FA Cup final. Where, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you saw that. Yeah, but City apparently scored the off- an offside goal and that was the only goal of the game. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to know that that's been happening to Bolton for uh, for generations. Nothing yeah. changes. Well, they got like come up in last season when Spurs um, had that goal chalked. They had that goal chalked off against Tottenham in the quarterfinal of the Champions League. So there you go. Well, yeah, it always comes back to bite you on the ass. <laughs> well, I'm happy that our karma was uh, yeah used for, for, in your benefit there. That's good. As you, I, you. I don't know. Where, <laughs> absolutely my pleasure. A couple of things as well. Petr Cech has been doing all sorts of keen exercises, leaning back and then pushing the ball through his own legs to catch it in front of him and all sorts of different kind of goalkeeper drills that they've been quite nice. Pescara kit design competition and some young kids design is going to be used for their... Whether it's going to be the home kit or not, I don't know. But um, What a cool thing to do, actually. Really they're going is. to use it for the whole season next year. It was Serie right. B team, aren't they? That's right. And it's got yeah. like a golfing golf on it. And yeah, it's yeah. pretty. It's definitely up there. I think Hearts have done something for their new strip next season as well. Oh, really? Scottish team, which is like a thank you to the NHS. And they're hoping that most soccer fans, not just um, Scottish fans, will buy the shirt. Maybe not a Bernian, but... Um, <laughs> 
But um, I'm a close to by the shirt because it is, um, yeah, thank you to the NHS and all the great work they're doing at the moment. Yeah, well done to Hats. So it looks like the Bundesliga might be starting up on May the 9th as well behind closed doors, I've read. Which right. is a little, you'd think everybody would try and do it at the same time, wouldn't you? I don't know. But because um, I saw the Holland, Netherlands, they, they've cancelled till September the 1st now. Oh, anything. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I feel like that Germany have been kind of more coordinated in their response to everything really here. So maybe they're just kind of like ahead of everybody and can't be waiting for um, everybody to kind of be on the same page, I suppose. Got to get them. So if they have the opportunity, they might as well try and do that, I suppose. Yeah, I did also read a report that um, Premier League are expecting players, not expecting, but they said players to be ready by May the 9th. Does that mean like match fit sort of thing? To come back to full training. Wow. Okay. I'm not starting then, but coming back, but that's just been penciled in. So God knows when it's going to happen. I know you wait for now, said they'd give guidelines to the Champions League and Europa League next season that if this, the, the respective leagues have to be cancelled, how are they going to let teams go into the Champions League and stuff? And yeah. It's yeah. So, it's actually, actually, because if it's on a coefficient, Arsenal will go into the Champions League, I read. Huh. Which is really, yeah, interesting. So I think. They've got to be really careful because I can see a lot of legal battles being played out here if they do things like this. Because you're opening a whole bag of worms for one of a better term. <laughs> it's a can of worms and a bag of... Can of worms, thank you, not bag of worms. I'm like, you see, I'm being locked away too long. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bag of shite, isn't it? That you, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> just finish the season, all cancel I don't know, and then start again. It's giving me anxiety just thinking about it all. Well, let's take our mind off it by answering Please. some silly questions. So, yeah, I'll fire up the randomizer. Here we go. And it's asking for 15. Favourite moment of genius or quick thinking on the football field? Okay, so you've, you've got to go quick thinking. Anybody who scores like from the halfway line, like Beckham against Wimbledon. All right, yeah. I mean, that's a quick thinking bit of genius. Oh, the right. keeper's off the line. Let's try and chip. The other one, I, I always think Matt Letizia, I remember, do you remember that free kick he scored? I think it was 94 something when the guy touches the ball, the Southampton player, and he flicks it up in the air and volleys it into the net. That's right, yeah. Remember that one? I do, yeah. Which is kind of a quick thinking bit of genius. You got Maradona with the handball as well. I don't know if that's genius or definitely quick thinking. Uh, definitely quick thinking, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Because Maradona was able to kind of like figure out that Peter Shilton can't jump up in the air. And that's so, yeah. <laughs> Gary uh, Henry as well against Ireland in the World Cup playoff when he um, nudged the ball back in. That was not genius, but quick thinking. That could be, that's under the category of shithousery, I think, that, to be fair. Uh, yeah, totally right, yeah, 100% on that one. Um, well, I was going to go with the uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold corner against Barcelona. Totally, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. I had the idea and then to, to actually uh, finish the thing off as well, to actually do the thing he thought. Absolute pinpoint accurate pass to Origi to... Yeah. He did his best, actually, to, to smash that over the bar, but uh, it went in. <laughs> <laughs> totally. No, great moment, great moment. All right, let's fire up. And it is number 10. After we talked about the Likely Lads on a previous podcast, any other kind of comedy tie-ins with football that you've enjoyed? You go first. I've got a, I've got a few. Uh, um, so th- my mind immediately went to the Father Ted episode of the sort of over 75s, all priests, five-a-side, indoor challenge football match. I don't know if you've seen that episode of where uh, Father Ted and another priest have a, a side bet. Wh- whosoever team loses 
has to kick Bishop Brennan up the arse after the match. There's like a two-part episode of like one of the funniest episodes of, of Father Ted ever when Bishop Brennan gets kicked up the arse. It's absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Porridge movie. They actually made a movie out of the TV show Porridge. If people don't know, that was um, Roddy Barker. I forget the other character's name. Who bless him, he died. Uh, Beckinsale. Beckinsale. Great, great comedy. Very seventies, eighties. Great British comedy show. But they did a, a spin-off movie when Fletcher had to break out of prison, and they did all this in a in a football match, and it was very funny against the guards. There was a lot of bad tackling, a lot of needle, and then they broke out at halftime when the oranges would be given out. So that's probably my duration comedy point of view. That was probably yeah my funniest okay. one. Yeah, and, that, and that's from the film, is it that? Yeah, the, the movie they did. Do you remember? I actually, you know, as you know, I worked in prison for eight years teaching. And, um, was it a laugh a minute like, uh, like it was portrayed in the yeah. hard-hitting documentary that was uh, Porridge? Yeah, there was a few weirder moments, I must be honest. But you've you always got that cat and mouse, Tom and Jerry thing with the inmates and the staff and trying yeah. to play well with each other and trying to get away with everything. And Porridge always makes me laugh because... Well, I remember sending this to you the night before England played in the semi-final a couple of years ago. And um, it was the an evening with Gary Lineker, play that he did, and and, uh, and there was a TV show made of it. And it yeah, totally. the semi-final when England played Germany in 1990. Yeah, and they're kind of planning to watch the game. There's all sorts of like kind of drama going on around kind of relationships and things like that. And yeah, Paul Merton's in it. Martin. That's Quinn. right. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching it actually. Yeah, I think I was a little tipsy at the time because I was suffering from major anxiety before the game. But uh, <laughs> well, I thought that that might be a, a good way of uh, distracting you as well. Yeah, yeah, and it did. Good, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> also, kind of honourable mention. I don't think I've seen the show Moon Boy at all. It's got Chris O'Dowd, a really sweet kind of comedy show based in Ireland. It's about a boy, and Chris O'Dowd plays his kind of imaginary friend, uh, which sounds a strange sort of concept, but there's one episode that involves Ireland playing Romania in that uh, round of uh, 16 games that they won on penalties. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. Um, well. And so that's a really sweet episode as well. So, yeah. And there's always the IT crowd as well. The, yeah. The talk of, uh, yeah, what, what was Wenger thinking of? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, when he's, the commentary of him saying, now he's passed it to that person. Apparently that warranted an applause. <laughs> And it make, yeah, it, it makes you feel a bit foolish for watching the old game, doesn't it? Actually, <laughs> it does, yeah. Like, what? Actually, what do we get out of this? Are this you, is yeah. what we do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the best comedy show I think is going to be coming up in a, in a couple of months, which is the new Amazon one with Tom from behind the scenes. Ooh. So. <laughs> yeah. It's like they've taken their inspiration from This Is Spinal Tap. It's kind of like a fly on the wall kind of mockumentary. Oh, don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't. <laughs> okay. So not looking forward to this. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. And it's come up with, oh, the next one, question 11. Greatest save. Bang, 70, 970. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be my greatest save against Pele with the header, wasn't it? And he goes down to the right, yeah. I think he was playing injured as well. Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah, because he went off, I think, didn't he? Yeah, Peter Benetti, bless his RIP, he um, took over for the Germany game Mm -hmm. when we lost. That's right. But um, yeah, that, that, that to me is the greatest save, yeah. Best save I've seen live, without any doubt, was when I went, and I mentioned it last week, the trip over to uh, Vienna to watch United play rapid. In that game, Schmeichel makes a very similar kind of save to Banks. It's actually more, he's more central and has to kind of like scoop it further away. So in many ways, it might actually be a better save. Right, okay, well. Um, but I was right behind the goal 
uh, to, to witness that live. So, um, and, and I remember at the time thinking, wow, that's almost a Gordon Banks uh, moment there. And again, I will link to all of these things because I have seen that online somewhere. So that's a uh, this Michael one against Rapid Vienna. It's absolutely brilliant. Okay, yeah, send me a link to that because I haven't seen that one. So I'll be yeah. intrigued to see it. Yeah, because everybody will know the Gordon Banks one, won't they? So uh, that's correct. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Um, shall we? We're firing through these, by the way, today, aren't we? I know we are, yeah, because I think we're both brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite save was Tony Parks and Wyatt Lane when we won UEFA Cup. <laughs> In the belly shoot. There you go. There you go. That's the best save ever. <laughs> the most momentous of saves. Totally. There you go. <laughs> I think we all share sentiment with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Question. Let's see what... Um... Question six. What is that one? That must be one of the first ones I did. <laughs> All right. Biggest injustice on the football field. Maradona against England in 86. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Yeah. No. Next. <laughs> Comes up a lot on this podcast. Yeah. He's a, he's a pain in the neck. You're right. Uh, Arsenal fans would not forgive me for not bringing up uh, Van Persie getting sent off against Barcelona. Champions yeah. League. Because that, that was the semi-final, I think, where he... He's already on a yellow. He's through on goal, flag for offside. I think he sort of kicks the ball away. Right, I remember this, yeah. He claims he, could, he didn't hear the whistle go. Gets a second yellow and gets sent off. And I mean, yeah. you can't Ridic- do Barcelona, can you? So. Also, Suzoko in the uh, Champions League uh, final last year, after 26 seconds, when they gave him a handball and Liverpool got the penalty. He wasn't yeah. even looking. He was pointing his arm. And I, I remember sitting there just going, kidding me? With VAR as well, I still can't quite get that decision right in my head. I've watched it a thousand times. Yeah. And it upsets me so much to the point where, you know, you killed the final. Yeah. And that's the and thing I reckon that had, <laughs> I wonder whether if um, the referee hadn't given that as a handball, that VAR mm-hmm. would have would have actually given that as a penalty. I, don't, I think that I don't all, all the VAR was trying to do was to see if anything horrendous went on. They deemed that, yes, the referee could have seen that as a handball and we can't do anything about it. On a personal note, as a Tottenham fan, it was a naughty one, but yeah, it, it, it doesn't sit with me at all. Also, Luis Suarez has to get a mention here against Ghana in the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he took one for the team. <laughs> Huh? He, in fact, that could go be a great save as well. Yeah, he, uh, and, and best shithousery as well. I mean, yeah, there's all sorts going on in this one. He handballed the ball, great save. Yeah. Garner got the penalty. He stopped a certain goal, and, and Uruguay would have gone out. I think Garner would have gone to the semi-finals. He gets sent off, but I believe he walked to the edge of the pitch. I remember the footage. Garner then missed the penalty, and you see Luis Suarez... Jumping in celebration as he's going down that side on the bastard. But you have to, I, I admire it as well because if he's taken one for the team, he's going to miss the semi final as well. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I mean, it works, doesn't it? That's it, it works, but Jesus, can you imagine if that had been against England? <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Got something of that word. Evil villain time. <laughs> yeah. Was he playing for Liverpool at that point as well? I. Do you know what? I, I think he was. I think he was, yeah. I wonder, yeah. yeah, what his reception would be. Yeah, I'm sure he was. Yeah, I thought you might have brought up um, the goal against Spurs, Old Trafford. Was it Roy Carroll that was fetching out of the back of his net? Oh and, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, two foot over the bloody line, wasn't it? <laughs> well, at least it was like halfway there, wasn't it? it was like almost nestling in the bottom corner. 
you see his face as well, he knows. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He can't believe he got away with it, can he? That would have been our first win at Old Trafford in like 20 years. Well, it was a Monday night game on Sky Sports. I always remember it. Couldn't believe it didn't. I've forgotten the name of the guy who took the, the shot as well. I think he was Portuguese. And again, that was from near the halfway line as well. Opportunist shot. So all these are actually tied into our questions today. And I see, you know, it's not just, I mean, it feels like this is just thrown together, doesn't it? But it's actually... We're bringing the universe together. It's like the Avengers here. It takes a lot of doing to this unprofessional. So totally. just again, a personal uh, note, the legend that was Barry Knight, who was a referee when he was refing the second leg of a semi-final of a league playoff, Bolton versus um, Ipswich Town, where he sent off two Bolton players, booked at like another eight or nine. Not one single Ipswich Town player was booked that night. And we let a, a lead from the first leg go. They went through to the final. And I think they ended up getting promoted that year as well, which is my absolute uh, hatred of, uh, of Ipswich Town. So... Barry Knight, like, like unbelievable. <laughs> he, he never rested the Bolton game, by the way, because his name was absolute mud. He's such an awful, awful referee. I've never injustice really quickly going into referees. We're going to tie this in again. Was Paulo De Canio getting sent off for touching? I forget who the referee was right. against Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. And his little stumble backwards. He makes the most out of it, the referee. <laughs> and then the injustice was Paulo De Canio getting a red card when quite clearly the referee should have been given a red card. Simulation, yeah. Simulation. Tony Adams is giving it the whole kind of like little divey motion. Had you been at the uh, the trivia night uh, on, on Saturday? I know. You... Thanks, for, thanks for making shaming me live. <laughs> <laughs> Unabashedly uh, promoting the, the, the trivia night that we do. But yeah, that was the, uh, Paul Alcock. Was the referee that got oh, pushed out? Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, send me insane. It, yeah, he was the answer. To, yeah, Paul got the one. Brilliant, brilliant, yeah. fantastic. Well, should we leave it there and move on to the next one of our Mount Rushmore odds series? Last week we yeah. did a Mount Rushmore of kits, and this week we are going to have a go at great individual goals. It's mostly that player's own work, you know, that okay. uh, he gets the ball, he may have to beat a few players, or he kind of like runs from deep in his own half. Or so those, those kind of, uh, that's what I mean yeah. by individual goals. Say immediately, you've got, you got Diego Maradona against England, again, yeah. just after his hand to God goal, with his incredible run from his own half. Yeah, it was yeah. just an, an, kind of an exercise of imbalance, wasn't it? Because apparently that field yeah. that day was like a, like a, it was like a ploughed field, wasn't it? It was all yeah. well. It was just his centre of gravity. He's, well, he's five foot five. The way he holds onto that ball and runs. I mean, it's just. But I think it brought it home to me when Son scored against Burnley when we had football. Yeah, and he ran from basically the edge of his own area to do that to control the ball and then to finish at the end of yeah. it. It's, always, it's wow, you know, because you're running at pace. Absolutely. I talked about my uh, my best goal. Is it a couple of podcasts ago? And yeah. yeah I was tired, and I still had to concentrate on that finish, and I know how difficult that can be. <laughs> but yeah, it's an incredible thing. He also scored a goal in the semi-final against Belgium, took the ball from outside the area, we passed goal, and finished. Talk all day about that guy, couldn't you? But um, yeah. There's a great photograph, isn't there, of um, it's against Belgium, and there's maybe like five or six Belgian players all lined up. I think they're just coming off being part of a wall. Maradona's got the ball at his feet. I've got like seven players to beat here, and I'll 
be able to do it, sort of thing. It's a really crappy yeah, thought. Yeah. My day. Yeah. And I'm having it. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, any, any player that can outrun Peter Reed is a good one in my book. So, <laughs> you know. oh dear, oh dear. All right. So, yeah, I'll definitely give you Maradona. Oh my um, mine's also from the World Cup from 98. And Michael Owen's goal against uh, Argentina, uh, where he's put through, he has to beat a couple of defenders, pushes it wide to the right, and the finish is just absolutely unbelievable. And he's, on, he's only 18 at this point, isn't he? I mean, absolutely, what a goal. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable goal. Because it looks like he was, the goals gets on the end of it. And like, goals, he'll absolutely took it on, no problem. But um, yeah, yeah, what a great goal. Yeah, he, he basically. Tells Paul Scholes to do one, doesn't he? <laughs> but yeah, what a great run, what a great goal. The defenders are absolutely scared to death of him, aren't they? Like touching him and oh, he's just absolutely electric and stuff. Really great. He looks so small in his shirt as well, didn't he, Michael Owen? It was almost like a size too big. What a player. And that was the night that Sol Campbell had a goal. Oh, we all... a goal as well, wouldn't it? The, the game would have been over. Well, that's it. And then we went flying off to the corner flag to celebrate the goal. Right. And Argentina noticed that it's been chopped off start the game up again and we've all a man down anyway and like I don't know. know how they don't score like down the bottom end um, oh, but Ryan Giggs has to be my other choice ah, there you go good good Semi-final. they just missed a penalty a Burkham penalty actually tying it all in again and then Ryan Giggs who I think was out for about a month after this game with an injury this was 99 the 99 treble winning team so United nearly went out for this Burkham penalty which Schmeichel saved another mm-hmm. great save <laughs> and um, then he gets the ball on the left, doesn't he? And just runs. And it's not just the goal, it's a celebration. He takes his shirt off. Showing the world his incredible hairy chest. Austin Powers. Uh, well, that's it. I, I thought he, he was out for a month just for waxing or something. <laughs> <laughs> they just drawn against Juventus in the semi-final of the Champions League with a 92nd minute goal there to go back to Turin. Went 2-0 down. Had this semi-final replay in the middle of it. They were only two points clear in the league, I think, as well, or three points. Yeah. And it just shows you what an incredible achievement that 99 team was. It, to yeah. me, it's still the best team ever. Because they were also uh, down to 10 men as well, I think. Was it Roy Keane got sent off? Yeah. As well? yeah. yeah, and he also got the booking in Turin as well against Juventus when they were 2-0 down on the right. night. So 3-1 down aggregate. He got a booking, which meant he would then miss the Champions League final. But I think it was literally three minutes later, he scored the goal that got United back into the game. What a warrior. <laughs> Absolute liability, though. You'd have him in your team, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> it's weird he never talks about that either, does he? You know? No, because Skulls missed the final as well, I think, as well. With a, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you uh, go. That's my other choice, is Ryan Giggs against Arsenal. I'm going to go with... Do you remember the goal from Daly and Atkinson? He used yeah. playing for Villa against Wimbledon. Gets the ball in his own half. Kind of like muscles a couple of players off. And then... It's not like a, it's a really interesting finish, isn't it? It kind of like lobs the keeper from a, yep. probably like 20, 25 yards out. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful uh, goal. It's a shame he never went on to do anything, really. I, I can't remember him playing for England all that much, even if he did. No, I don't, to be fair, either. Yeah, but um, he was he was a good one. Well, I think that will just about do it. Please let us know, because obviously we're going to have got those wrong. Uh, let us know your favourite great individual goals. Oh. I just want to remind people again that we're uh, Paul... Uh, Marissa and I are going to be online uh, doing the trivia, EPL trivia, uh, from 7 o'clock on Saturday. So, yeah, if you've got a, a spare hour on the Saturday evening, it would be good uh, to uh, hang out with you uh, for, for that time. 
do you have any 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 other business that's uh, into uh... um bluefoot have devised a new jk from bluefoot one of the bartenders there he's put together a new t-shirt a pandemic bluefoot t-shirt so get on down and buy one i think there's going to be a link soon to how you can purchase one and um, it's all going to help bartenders and staff all proceeds will be greatly received and this is a really cool t-shirt as well it's a really cool design yeah i will definitely link to a picture of that I have been looking out for a, a link for that, and I'm glad you brought that up. A Bluefoot booby under a pint pot with like toilet rolls and <laughs> drinking a beer, sort of like yeah. in self isolation. Big yeah. thank you to Adam and Kuna as well from the Bluefoot. They've um they've been really cool in all of this. Sarah, Michonne, all the staff. We've all kept in touch. It's it's you know good things come out of bad things all the time, don't they? And um. And yeah, I would not. I would expect nothing less, honestly. So good it's folks. Like a real family, actually, which is really nice. That's great. Fantastic. Yeah. Good to hear. That's everything. Yeah, we'll we'll get out of your way. Get in touch. Footy from the foot at gmail.com and at footy from foot uh, with all of your favourite great individual goals. Uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions for talking points that uh, you'd like Rob and I to espouse on, uh, we'd be very grateful for those. We're on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play for your previous podcasts. Tell some friends. And uh, as always, thanks to my pal Dave Sankster for the theme tune and the outro that you're about to hit. And give him a follow on at 120 Parkinson's. There is a link to a whole bunch of people's Venmo uh, addresses if you want to support your bartenders at this time if you are able. All right. Yeah. Thank you then, dear listener. And uh, let's do this again next Thursday. Bye. <laughs> That sounded like you were falling down a well, though. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I was falling. All right, yeah. (laughs) Never mentioned the movies. The Arsenal film. Oh, we could do that as a DVD extra, if you wish. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to bring up the Glory Glory Nights or whatever it was called, the Spurs one from 1983. Oh, what's that? I have no idea what that is. I'll send, let's do this next week then, and I'll do the link to the film for you. All right. Except, it's Danny Blanchard in it as well. Oh, really? I've never heard of that. There's, there's a tease for next week. Then, uh... Yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs>